Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. I don't need your validation. Just your attention. Okay, I can tune in, I guess. I can be present. It's really hard, like, um, you know, when you feel like you have new products, you feel like you have to talk about them and post about them and mm. show people. And if I'm not, you know, moving this brand, who is? Because you're Well, you're not, like, that active on social. Mm. I've been meaning to talk to you about it. Oh, let's talk about it. Like, I get that you're, like, a writer and you, mm-hmm. like, sold this show to Netflix and everything, but, mm-hmm. like... You're a little checked out of like engaging with your audience. Mm -hmm. Your audience, like you're not growing. You're not (laughs) like, you're just. That is true. I'm a bit, I'm at a bit of a standstill. Cause you don't like, I mean, I'm bad by the Mm -hmm. way about like, about having, I've noticed that the people on social who like grow are like, frankly, people that are annoying, mm-hmm. that are like constantly have a dialogue. That's why I think you've been growing lately. Yeah, no, but All those, I, not like, enough. The TikToks and the reels and the... No, but that's not it. It's the people that are like going like, hey guys, so today is just an off day. Today I'm mm-hmm. not feeling like myself, but it's fine because I'm going to turn it around. It's like those people that are like talking. They're just growing, growing. Anyways, I just need to see you a little bit more active, active, a little bit more engaged because I'm you're uh, more thinking about just like getting off Instagram altogether. Like I'm like, that's like not where my head if is If the at. Netflix show goes, you can do that. You can mm-hmm. take a break for like six months because you'll need to, by the way, because yeah. it's very distracting. Yeah, it's. And I, mean, I think that that's I think, listen, when you're working like that it's good to go away because mm-hmm. you're actually like doing a craft. I will say that I just flew in from Nashville like an hour ago. Got you landed. say that like you flew in like on a jet. You flew in like. I flew in on a Southwest jet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it's a jet, just not a private How one. How was that experience? Because we're looking at Southwest to go to Chicago and I'm a little not happy about um, it. I mean, it was, it was snug for sure. It was snug. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl next to me, uh, and you have to fight was, like a dog to get an A, a B, or a C, yeah. and then. Well, I was an A, oh. A six, but then I was busy buying my matcha concoction um, tools, and so I missed the A boarding, and I had to board the end board at the end of B when I was an A. And I wanted to say to everyone, like, "Hey guys, I actually can cut in front of all of you right now." You poor thing. Um, because I'm actually A six. You poor thing. But I didn't do that because they were like mothers with children, and I thought, you know what, they need this more than I do. And so I took the uh, you're one of the those late people. B boarding time. You're one of the types that that gets up the second the the plane gets to the gate. Huh? You're one of those that just stand. You you jump right up. Well, when you're on Southwest, you have to be in line in your position because you have a, a, a spot in line. So that like you know you, just, you get a good seat based just, on that position. It just reminded me that you're probably one of those people. You're saying that the the wheels touch the ground and she's up. Yeah, like, you know, the people that just jump right up the second that it's like, calm the hell down. Mm. You're not getting off this plane for a while. Mm-hmm. You're row 20. It's going to take some time. Why can't everybody just sit mm-hmm. until it's their turn to get up? Why? Why do like. Well, people are anxious to get off the plane mostly. I yeah. get it, but are they anxious to just stand and be like crowded by everybody? Well, it's, I mean, I didn't stand. Weird. I'll say that flying there, I was row 36 and it blew my mind how long it took for them to get back to my row to get out. I mean, I sat there for 17 minutes before they even remotely got back to me. Again, you poor thing. 
No, it's not a complaint, just an observation. I mean, Florida is underwater, but you poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> you poor, poor thing. Well, you asked me if I flew here on a jet, and well, just I the said way you were Southwest. Saying it. it was just the way you were saying no, it. No, I was just saying I just landed, and it was on Southwest, flew right into Burbank. And, um, oh, what I was going to say is that it was definitely a tight squeeze in there. The guy behind me kept smacking my seat. I didn't even turn around because I was like, whatever you're doing back there, it's probably, you probably need this. And the girl next to me was fast asleep and I crossed my legs and I felt like warm liquid all over my legs. And I had kicked over my my oat milk that I had purchased and it was all down my jeans and all over her like brand new like white sneakers. Erin. But she was asleep. So she didn't know. Oh God. And it didn't wake her up. Wait, this is And so I took a napkin and I <laughs> Wait, you're like, you're literally like touching her while she's asleep? Well, I was wiping off my leg and then while I was down there, I was like, she hasn't seemed to notice that I spilled this all over her. So I dabbed her shoes a little bit. Erin! And it did not... What if she woke up and saw you down below her, like in between her her legs, like wiping her shoes? First of all, I think she would have said thank you. Well, by the way, that's like, like, you get arrested for shit like this. Well, but I was cleaning up. you were a man, you couldn't have done that. That's true. But I was only touching her shoes, not her legs. And I kept thinking she's going to wake up while I dab the shoes. And she did not wake up. And so, you know, unfortunately, oat milk does have a shade of like a tan shade and her shoes were bright white. Aaron, it was a real splatter. Like, you're like a person who like hits your car and then doesn't leave a note. Did I you know. tell her? I did not <gasps> tell her because I thought maybe it'll dry. And Aaron, like, you even this is it. crazy. How do you not say, by the way, while you were in REM uh-huh. in row 37, I spilled on you. Yeah. Like, here's my number. Mm. I my get a number? Lo- I didn't hit her car like you just said. It's, no, she was wearing should... a pair of Converse. Kind of- they were like the platform Converse. Like, you know, they have a oh, thicker is- sole. They look brand new. I'm going to be honest. They look brand new. What Bright, color were they? All white. Brand white. Brand new white, white. Erin, you ruined her sneakers. I know. But I didn't mean to. I'm telling you, it's rough back there in B. Okay. I well, mean, really rough. I don't think you're going to have, you're going to have a lot of people going like, wow, that woman probably worked really hard to get those Converse. You ruined them. You have the means to, you could have just Venmoed her right then and there, but you didn't. You're a kind of mm. not a good person. <laughs> I don't know if this is as bad as you're making That's it out true. to That's true. I'm probably, I'm just trying to turn the audience against you. I feel it. I feel it. And you know what? I respect that because I've tried to do that a million times with you and it always blows back on me. You know what? Exactly. I'm glad mm-hmm. you said it. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but you live for me gaining enemies. I do. Which leads me hmm. to... Wait, can I just say something talking about you getting sure. enemies? So when we were in high school, uh, this is not a bad story about you, so don't freak out. Okay. When we were in high school, um, I was not invited to this party. <clears throat> And I really wanted to go to. Me and my friends wanted to well, go to. Well, that was a regular. Yeah, that was a regular. That occasion. was a regular. Occasion. And you had to be. Um, and you had to be on a list. You had to be invited. Mm-hmm. And so me and my friends like wanted to go, and you were like, "That party is honestly lame. I'm on the list. You could just say you're me." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So me and my friends went to this party. They were charging people at the party, which they did sometimes in high school because like to pay for the beer and stuff. And so you had I, to be on a list at a high school party. Yeah, Weird. sometimes. Yeah. So I got to the front, and they were like it's $10 or something. And I was like, oh no, I'm on the list, Sarah Foster. And they look and they see your name and they go, oh, we have you down for $20. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, basically people that they don't like, they were charging more. (gasps) Yeah. What? And I was like, oh, I'm not Sarah Foster. (laughs) 
I'm actually not Sarah Foster. Put me down for 10, not for 20. I have no recollection of this. Because you, you weren't there. Right. Well, now I know why. I, it was a party of people that didn't like me. Yes. They were charging extra if you were Sarah Foster. Sounds like a terrible party. Glad I didn't go. Yeah. Um, okay. Back to enemies. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people, if you did not follow the whole um, debacle, uh, it actually wasn't even a, a debacle because- I stand by every single thing I said, but I posted mm -hmm. on TikTok a couple of weeks ago. You mm -hmm. know, of course, you know, the video of my thoughts on cheating. Yep. Roughly, it was a, Adam Levine was the reason. I don't want to give any more air to like the Adam Levine thing. It's over. By let, the way, they seem completely unbothered. Yeah, let these people live. They like don't even care. Because you just never know what's actually going on behind closed doors. But for me, it was really, it, it went from like, I hate cheaters men who cheat, married men who cheat are pigs. But now I want to just talk to women, right? Mm -hmm. We've covered this. I think we covered this in the last episode too. But what I didn't cover is that the only reason this became like a thing. Okay. I don't have many followers on TikTok. I have like nothing. I have like 50,000 followers. Mm -hmm. The oh, only okay. Humble reason, brag. sorry, mic drop 50,000. <laughs> mic drop isn't really the term. Go oh. on. The only reason that it became a story is because a model- Amrata okay. went on her TikTok and people were like, Sarah, you have to address this. This woman is like going on social media and saying like you're a misogynist. Mm -hmm. Anyways, people were like, Sarah, this is like, um, wait, hold on. What's it called? When this is defamation. Oh, this woman is like going on her thing and she is reposting mm -hmm. your video. She also did a part two. She's like really going for it. I am not interested in he said she said I have this opinion that I'm going to respond and then there's going to be a response back and like a Twitter thing I'm not I'm not interested in doing that which is why honestly I never responded I never said anything um I kind of just wanted it to go away but the reality is because of what she decided to put out there which really was unfair there are now Many, many, many articles that are just going to live forever on Google for my daughters to see titled Sarah Foster Accused of Misogyny, all because Emrata decided to bring me into her, you know, fight on social media. And it's just not fair. Well, the what I got joy out of is when I looked at all the comments on her video, yeah. like, 99% of them were like, you're wrong yeah. about her. Listen, if this was someone I like wildly- Well, let's make it clear what her position was and what your position was. Your position in your video was saying, we need to hold this woman accountable because she was fucking a married man and I don't feel sorry for her. And then Emrata's response well, no, was- No, no, hold on. What I was saying was- They're both responsible. No, yes. What I was saying was, first and foremost- the married man, the man who took vows, he's a, he is, yes, of course that goes without saying. But then I go, but ladies, I just want to talk to like my ladies right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. We actually hold all the power here. Like if we actually all held hands and mm -hmm. said, no, we're not going to fucking engage with married men. Like how, how like incredible would mm -hmm. that be? But what I was, the main thing was like, I was mad about the TikTok. Like if I had have just heard, oh, Adam Levine cheated or this person cheated, like, I'd be like, oh, whatever. It was the way in which this woman went on social media, mm -hmm. all dolled up, 
what knowing there's a pregnant woman out here who's yeah. going to see it. And if you're trying to write the wrong, all over then the you world. could get the information to the wife. Yes. You don't need to share it on TikTok no. and make yourself famous. So that it. was really my point. Most, most people I believe who watched the whole video mm-hmm. agreed with me. Um, but Emrata, but, but she sh- decided to post like five second sound bites mm-hmm. of me just going, we don't feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. Which if you're watching- Very carefully chosen yeah. moments that she she picked. Yeah. So if you're watching like that five second clip and which it's like, I mean, maybe, maybe not. But here's the thing. What she was doing was she was saying this woman is a victim because of like the patriarchy that this guy has all the power. She, he's preying on this young girl. She's innocent and she's a victim. And by the way, you don't know that Emrata because guess what? Like three days later, it came out that this like poor victim you're talking about was posting videos during her affair with Adam where she was singing, laying and rolling around on her bed to Adam Levine songs being like, my life is so funny right now. This girl is not a victim. She was not taking advantage of no. she was a willing participant she knew exactly what she was doing and i don't think that emily is like emma rada is helping women by defending that kind of behavior like honestly it sounds like you're just defending girls who fuck married men and i don't really understand what the point of that is i think it's weaponizing feminism mm-hmm. i think it's this thing where what we've reduced women to, or at least she i guess or whatever has reduced women to being so fragile mm-hmm. that we have no um responsibility in any situations because it's always something. And by the way, maybe she has felt victimized and she has felt like she's on that end of it. But that doesn't mean that that's everybody's experience. That's just you projecting whatever your experience was. You may have felt that you were taken advantage of from the patriarchy and you probably were. But there are a lot of women that are willing participants. And I think that the feminist stance is to hold women to a high standard yeah. because I believe that we are capable of making better decisions. Listen, in that I've been 22. Like we've talked about, I have had very rich, very famous married men hitting on me in my early twenties. And I knew better than to engage in it. So I just think this idea that we have to just like coddle women, young women, <clears throat> I just think it's bullshit. I don't agree. I think people use excuses for feminism to like, I don't look at that and go like, you know what? That's the glorious dynamo of our generation. I think that everyone is going to have different opinions here. Some people might be listening to this going like, well, I do think she's the glorious dynamo. And then other people are going to be listening going, oh my God, you're completely right. But this goes back to what you and I have been talking about a lot, which is guess what guys, we all don't have to agree on everything. There is no uh, big brother here who gets to decide what opinion you're allowed to have and what opinion you aren't allowed to have. I personally don't think it's feminist to give interviews saying, this is what she said at one point, I don't get roles because I'm too hot. I don't think a feminist would say that. I think what a feminist would say is like, God, like Margot Robbie, I'm so envious of like what she's created. She's so stunning and she's so talented and I would love to be that one day. I mean, plenty of beautiful actresses get great roles. Yeah. So I just, a lot of people really wanted to know why I wasn't responding. And I was like, here's the deal, guys. I don't need, I don't want to be in articles with Emrata. Now, every time I get, I'm getting like Google alerts Mm -hmm. on the regular, like articles about her and like Paris Fashion Week that have nothing to do with anything. And I'm at the bottom of the article. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be in articles with this person. No. She took it upon herself to, to involve you guys. me. Yeah, that's true. She could have had the exact same opinion that she had on her social without involving me. Like, I'm sure she's a nice person, but that 
was not cool. Like someone who is as media savvy as her um, should know that you shouldn't post five second sound bites. Also, the irony of making a post a to say, you know, we need to be supporting women while you're like literally calling out another woman, meaning you, it doesn't really add up to me. No, it doesn't. And you got like, if you're trying, if you're trying to promote feminism, then you should be a bit more, um, you'd be a little less de- divisive. I think she knew what she was doing. She, she has millions of followers. She knew. Did she get you any new followers? By the way, like none. I would have hoped at least that I would have gotten like something a few, out of this. Something out of this. Like I'm still hanging around the fifty thousand mark. Mm, I sucks. thought for sure I could have broken like that 70. really sucks. Maybe after all this, you guys like um, make up and you have this um, like you know you duet on TikTok as uh, oh, yeah. as newfound friends coming from both sides of the issue. Um, maybe that maybe that brings you followers. Yeah, but it is all right. Let's move on. Really, We're I know you're too try- much airtime. We can move on. Okay, great. I'm ready to move on. Okay, great. Athletic Greens is really, it's quickly become, you know, I saw now talking about it constantly is Gwyneth Paltrow. She's on the Athletic Greens train. I mean, definitely copied us. Yeah. Everyone's just using this stuff. You know why? Because it is exhausting and time consuming to take all the different supplements that we need. It's just, it's too much. It makes you nauseous. You can't, you need to like be on an empty stomach. I hate stomach. the it's nausea the worst. when you eat a supplement. It's the worst. So Athletic Greens has made it easy for you. You don't get nauseous. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, one scoop into your way, water. In the afternoon, whenever you want to do it. Yeah, but I mean, I would suggest getting it over in the beginning of the day. Yeah, but, but sometimes yes. I don't like to have like start my day like that because okay. I want coffee first or so matcha or whatever. whenever you want to do your one scoop of Athletic Greens, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. There is a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more all in one scoop. It's just like... All the years I've spent, like my vitamin routine, literally, I'm not exaggerating, taking 15 minutes. Also, it's expensive having a vitamin routine like that. But you know what? Don't take it from us. Take it from like, this company is killing. It's just Take it from Gwyneth, maybe. Yeah, take it from her. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packets with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash foster today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash foster to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. It's so fun talking to the audience about products that we use daily. It time. just feels great. Cause like, look, we have some ads where we're like, oh yeah, we use it or or we like it. But like some products we use every single day. So it's like, I don't even have to look down at the page. You're bad at saying what the name of the company oh. is though. You've not said it yet once. Oh, Element. We're talking about Element. Sorry. Element, uh, L-M-N-T, Element. It's electrolytes. It's electrolyte drink, but it's clean electrolytes. So all of the electrolyte drinks that you guys are used to, they're filled with sugar yeah, and they food. have so much crap in them and they're not clean at all. And so- and By the way, they're not actually even hydrating you because all the crap in it is dehydrating you. It's dehydrating you. So Element has none of the junk that's in it. There's no sugar. There's no coloring. There are no artificial ingredients. There's no gluten. There are no fillers, no BS of any kind. It's also a misconception that electrolytes are for like athletes. Like if you're going to go run 50 miles, not true. You can be a lump on a log well, and they still are need for your- athletes, but they're also yes. for lumps on a log. 
Yes, they're just, there's not a human being that doesn't need to be a little bit more hydrated. Most people are dehydrated. Yeah, and what so, we didn't realize is that um, salt, like mineral salts are actually the thing that hydrates you. So element taste. Oh, I realized that. When did you know that? What do you mean? I'm like an educated person. Oh yeah, you've like drank salt water before when you're dehydrated? Yeah, I know that that's what hydrates you. Keep I don't think you knew that. Anyway, um, so it tastes salty and sweet at the same time, which is like an exhilarating flavor combo. The grapefruit. The grapefruit one is very good. Yeah, it's so good. Right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That is eight single-serving packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash foster. This deal is only available through this link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash foster. Um, it is totally risk-free. If you do not like it, share it with a salty friend and they will give you all of your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Okay. So, so yesterday, um, I was laughing because I went to the mall with V and her, her friends. They're 11. A lot of them, they think I'm cool, whatever. I try to be the cool mom. I'm just being honest. Like I try, like I really, I know I've seen it. I really want them to think I'm cool. So I try. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. I don't know where where that need for approval comes from, but we can no, di dive into that another episode. Or just talk about it in therapy. Yeah. So V was like really embarrassed of me and literally said to me verbatim, she goes, mom, can you just walk like 30 feet behind me, please? Like, I don't want people to know we're together. Oh, that was a rough day for you. And it was like, it just reminded me of like, I remember being in my 20s and in relationships with guys who like didn't want to be seen with me. Wait, are, is this going to be our cheating episode? No, no, this isn't going to be our cheating episode. Oh, okay. No, it's not going to be our cheating episode. But but what what sparked um, me wanting to do the cheating episode and wanting to do like all of our breakups and all those things are is that a handful of women. Do we have a long it. enough episode to, for me to cover all my breakups? I don't think we do. Well, we'll need part two and three for yours. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we don't need much. We don't need long for me. But <laughs> but. Um, so Boyfriends I posted, who, who wanted to walk away from you. Yes. Yeah, so I posted on my thing, like, oh my God, Valentina, blah, blah, blah. I'm triggered. It's reminding me of when I was like 20 and my boyfriend didn't want to be seen with yeah. me. So all these women and girls were writing me back going, oh my God, I feel so much better. Like if, if you can be treated like this, then it makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. And it just, I go like, guys, we've said this so many times. Thank you. I appreciate that you think that I'm like above a guy not wanting to be seen with me, but I am not. And neither is the biggest supermodel in the world. Like nobody is. And we talk about this a lot with our followers, mm -hmm. but it just, I really wanted to talk about it because I do wish that I had had more boundaries in my life. I wish that I had had more self-worth. I wish that like... I had had the balls in my early 20s to say, hey, bro, if you don't want to like walk around holding my hand, all good, but I need more. Mm -hmm. Like, by the way, if I had done, if I had have like advocated for myself in those years, they would have been so much more into you. They would have been so much more into me. They would have been like, oh way my more. God, wait, 
Wait, oh my I'm god! Sorry. I didn't I know. know that. I think about so many situations. Oh where I'm like, god. did I really do that? Like, did I really have such low self-esteem that I allowed for that to happen? Of course, it's because so ultimately, you think for me, I didn't do it because I felt like, well, I'm not worthy for him to put his arm around mm-hmm. me. I'm like, of course, you he's not just, putting his arm you also, around you me. You just you don't want to rock the boat. You just don't you just don't want to rock the boat. You're like, if I if I raise any alarms right now, he's gonna walk. He does not yeah. want that drama. And I just, if you are listening to this, if do you are not 20, follow what we did. If you're 20, if you're 25, if you're 30, if you're 40, guys, you, life is short, but life is long. You cannot in two, you, you cannot be in a situation where you're feeling like he doesn't want to be seen with me. He doesn't want to put his arm around me. He calls me or like- you're scared to ask, what are we? You're scared to ask any question. You don't even know where you stand with this person. You don't want to rock the boat. If you were in a relationship where you don't, where you're scared to rock the boat, that's not a relationship. And I get that it's scary to like demand uh, respect. I get that it's scary because, but I'm, I got to tell you, it's a lot scarier being with someone long-term who isn't proud to be with you. It's a lot scarier also, than the guy looking what? at you and if- saying, okay, yeah, you know what? The truth is like, I, I, I don't know. Also, I, if a guy is not giving you the respect that you deserve, he's not just going to wake up one day and be like, you know what? I think I should start calling her earlier and not at 10 o'clock at night. I should start taking her out to dinner and like paying her respect. He's not going to decide that out of nowhere. If a guy is treating you that way, then it is up to you to create the boundary and then make him step up to the plate. I don't know one guy. And again, we're just speaking to the, you know, this dynamic because it's a dynamic we know, but I don't know one guy who has not respected a woman who has demanded more. I, I know men that have said, I respectfully can't give you more, but I respect the hell out of her for mm-hmm. it. Like there is no guy that, and you can't be like a psycho. You can't be like a, a psycho about it. But if you clearly and firmly come from a place of, this doesn't feel good. I'm not happy with this dynamic. Mm-hmm. If this is all you can give me, then I I totally get it. But for me- this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. No guy wouldn't respect that. Yeah, but you have to mean it. You have to mean it. You have to, you if have you don't, to mean if it. If you don't mean it, they'll sniff it. They can smell it from a mile away. They can smell it. So, uh, anyway, I missed the beginning of this episode when we were laughing. Uh, we, ha- we need more laughing episodes, you know? You missed the beginning of this episode? Yeah, because we were laughing in the beginning and I like the lightness of it and stuff. Make me laugh. I mean, am I, what do you think? I'm like a clown? I don't get it. I don't know. Tell me a funny story. Well, what are we doing this at? Oh, well, let's recap a little bit and tell you a funny story. You're the you're the you're the one that said stand up once, a couple times. I know, and you bombed. <laughs> <laughs> Your stand up story is amazing. I, I was bomb. like I was like eleven months pregnant. I look back at these pictures. I was oh yeah, my were, god, you were really pregnant. I didn't bomb, but what happened was I had done stand up at UCB, but it mm. wasn't like called stand-up it was like a but it really was but it really was it was improv show and i killed and so then i was like oh well now i can do stand-up but then as soon as i knew it was stand-up and i'm like these people are strangers that i have to make them laugh i like panicked and i was so nervous up there and sarah and nikki went with me all the way sophia who were writing on barely famous they came season two they came Okay, we went to the stand-up that I did was in a Mexican restaurant upstairs with like 14 people. What is that place called? It's called like, I don't like know. it's called- It's a Los it's, Feliz it's, Mexican restaurant or Silver it's, Lake. Mo- it's in Silver Lake it's Mexican on food. Sunset, a Mexican restaurant. And it was upstairs and Sarah was literally past her due date. And, and nobody was laughing. So I just kept laughing <laughs> really loud and aggressively, but it was- <laughs> Oh my God. There I was, was one person laughing. It was me. 
God. I, uh, it's so hard to go up there. Like I was spiraling about giving Rachel Zoe this award at Greg Berlanti and Yale's um, Fuck Cancer mm -hmm. Gala, which they do such amazing work. And Rachel asked me to present the Vanguard Award to her. And I was spiraling about it. You know, there's a lot of people in this room. Mm -hmm. It's like 400 people. It's like Jen Salky's in the room, the mm -hmm. Amazon and Dana's Also, you're there a very nervous public speaker. I'm a really- You famously um, refused to give a speech or a toast at uh, my wedding. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't there. do it. I think I just like, I feel like the, there's such expectations and I don't want to let people down. Mm -hmm. And I think with your wedding, I was like, I will, I'll, I'll bump like you and your stand-up. <laughs> like- I just listen. I wish that I love giving I was, a speech. I wish I was the kind of person that felt more confident. By the way, are those, you on airplane mode? No. I don't think you are. I wish I was one of those people that that had the confidence to just go up there and. But you've been making very good toasts lately at dinners. We had yeah, Simon's like birthday dinner. People. Yeah, but still, Simon's birthday dinner in Santa Barbara a month or two ago. Um, a month, two months. It was like three weeks ago. Oh well, what was <laughs> August? Do you know when your husband's birthday is? What was August twenty fifth? Right now oh. it's October. It's October third. Oh God! It yeah, was that long, like six weeks ago, right? Oh, it's all going by so fast. Anyway, you had a great toast. Brought the house down. I mean, people were like, you know, teary eyed. I have it in me. And then I just have to Simon like... afterwards was like, um, "Sarah's speech was so amazing," and I go, "I know it really was." And he goes, "Yours? Mm, it could have been better." Well, I had to bring it because I had to leave early. Yeah, you did leave early. Um, so but he made it to. clear that he was not not really impressed with mine. He really didn't feel like he I gave it I think I all. have it in me to like really be good, but I just have to have the confidence to do it. And then I gave another great speech. When did I give another great speech? At um, your Rosh Hashanah. Yes, because we made up a, a, a rule at our Rosh Hashanah dinner that everybody had to give like a wish for the new year to the person to their right. Which by the way, I hate being put on the spot like that. I hate... I really do. Well, like, you really thrived when you got it. I know. I, I, I rose to the occasion, but I, 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 I hate when I go to birthdays, when I go to things where it's like, okay, speech time. It's like so much pressure. Like, I just kind of want to be like, okay, pass. That's rude to the person's birthday is. I know, but I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. What was the thing that Valentina, because she had Michaela, V had to <sighs> do a wish for Michaela for the new year. And she said something like, I hope you slay. You slay every day. Or I want to know. She, she's like slay life. She said something. something like slay for life. She's just slay, so slay cool. something about slaying. Okay, so people wrote in their worst boyfriend stories. Which okay, we're all over the place today as we usually are. But because of what I posted, so many people were responding to me going. Wait, the guy you were dating who you slept at his house four nights a week would call you buddy. And I was Wait, like, was this your story? Do you follow me on Instagram? Uh, <laughs> Did you yes. mute me? I think I follow you. Okay. Well, but it, this is your story that someone called yes, you buddy. Like, so I started posting. You, were, did you not see this where I was no, like thoughts and, and prayers with our exes? So the guy who called you buddy was. Aaron, <laughs> take that out. Keep it in. Wait. Um, okay. So what did you call you? <gasps> oh my God. Are you good? I love... Are you unwell right now? Are we going to keep any of this in? Nope. <laughs> well, well, we'll bleep all of it. So you can just guess who it all is. 
Oh, I got a lot of comments on my base bag. It's very chic. Uh-huh. I've been using the Weekender, and I really like it. It's got like a like a hard bottom, so it holds your clothes really nicely, and then it's soft at the top. It's really great luggage, and I'm seeing it now a lot. Montana got herself a computer bag. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it a lot. It's kind of like the new trendy uh, luggage to have. Exactly. You know what else, too, is like... It's kind of nice to have luggage that, like, because this is a new company that, like, not everybody has, right? Mm. It's kind of nice to have luggage that sort of, like, sets you apart. Right, because as soon as we got it, then Montana went and got it, and now it's like we're all going to be walking around with our base yeah. luggage together, you know? Just like a little trio. The luggage, um, so it comes in multiple sizes and colors. You use, you took the Weekender? I got the Weekender. Yeah, you got the Weekender. It's very functional. I really like it. We always say, like, look, we are not the people that look put together when we travel. So it's like if you're going to look disheveled in the clothing department and the hair and makeup department, then have nice luggage. You can't. Exactly. So for us, for us, it, it helps pull it all together. Exactly. So right now base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting base travel.com slash foster. Go to base travel.com slash foster for 15% off your first purchase. That is B E I S travel.com slash foster. Okay, obsessed with Sakara. So you 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 don't want us to say obsessed anymore. No, but I don't want to say obsessed. I very just much sounds... love Sakara. It is plant based, plant rich meal delivery program. Also, not for nothing, you were you were using and doing Sakara before they sponsored this podcast. Way I actually before. think that they are sponsoring the podcast because you were a, a pretty you were a pretty mm-hmm. big customer. I've been I was pretty early on Sakara. I'm not gonna. No, I'm you not gonna talked lie. about them on your social just because you liked it. And yeah. Not everything is like paid, guys. Like we do do things that are not paid. Um Sakara has plant rich, ready to eat meals. It's all about functional wellness essentials and all of their ingredients are organic and they all taste phenomenal. They have really perfected these meals. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to like have like you go to certain grocery stores now and you feel like weed through things that you think are organic that are not organic. So mm-hmm. it's pretty nice for there to be a company where you just know every single thing you're eating is organic. Yeah, exactly. Everything tastes delicious. They always highlight one of the ingredients as like a superfood. So you learn about it while you're eating it. Um, they're all plant-based ingredients. Cause for me, I don't love food delivery. That's got like meat products in it. Cause you just don't know how long it's like no. been around. I love meat, but not. Um, not and so they have meals that support your digestion and curb your sugar cravings and help your skin glow. Um, and it's all delivered right to your door. <sighs> They've been it. all over, uh, Vogue and Goop and the New York times. No, and please. They're very, it's, they're it's very surpassed cool. this podcast. They're yeah. everyone's talking about Sakara. So right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash foster or enter the code foster at checkout. That is Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash foster to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash foster. Anyways. So yeah. So it made me think, I was like, oh my God, like I had the darkest not the darkest because there was no like abuse, but it was kind of like emotional abuse. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't want to really want to call it emotional abuse because I could have left at any time, you know, like mm-hmm. I was I was a willing participant in being treated like this. So I kind of don't love I one throwing time, those words around. I came home to my uh, my boyfriend. We lived together um, and I opened up his computer and there was a file on the desktop that had a girl's name on it that I knew he was working with. 
And I opened it up and it was a full accounting of their date that they had been on and how they had like kissed in the trailer and how he's never felt like this about anybody in his life before. And he doesn't know what to do um, because he's stuck in this relationship with me. Living with you. Living with me. And so I texted him and was like, I found this thing that you wrote about so-and-so. He comes home freaking out and he literally said to me, oh my God, nothing in that is even true. It's just a story I wrote. It's just a story. I made it up. It's a fake story. It's like, I'm an actor. That's what we do. Yeah. I stayed with him for like another year after that. Right. Even though you knew the entire year, it was not a story. The entire year. I always knew it was a lie. And there's a street in Brentwood on San Vicente um, that has this girl's name. And to this day, even though I'm, I mean, I'm mostly over it. Um, I still, when I see the name, it reminds me of like that time, that time yeah. and how I used to hate driving through Brentwood cause I would, didn't want to drive past the street the that name. had her name on it. But we all have that. We all have that one song that comes on the radio and it shoots you mm-hmm. right back to the exact time and all the feelings mm-hmm. that come along with also, it. Also, I think that there's like a feeling that probably young girls will relate to where I remember the moment that I, I mean, I caught him doing so many things, but this one in particular. What, what was your age range in this? Like 19 to 23? 19 or 20. 24? 20 probably. 20 to 23? Just 20 to, tw- you're 20, you're 20 years old. I mean, how long was I with him? Wait, you were with him for longer than that. Oh, oh, I was with him from 19 to, to my 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so this time I'm 20 and I remember thinking, okay, I've clearly caught him doing this horrible thing. Clearly he's cheating on me. Clearly he has feelings for this girl. Clearly something's going on. And when he came home and he had this ridiculous excuse for it, I wanted to believe him. And I just wanted to like, let it go. Like I wanted him to have a good excuse that was good enough. That would give me an excuse to stay with him. I was not looking to break up. I was looking to stay together. I wanted to believe whatever his bullshit was. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Of course. Cause you're just like, I am not ready to walk away from this relationship, even though I know they're doing terrible things. I'm yeah. just not ready to walk away. Not well, you were not ready to walk away for so many reasons. Also, where would you go? Like you'd have to like go back home to mom. Like, you know, that's yeah. the thing. I do think so many people stay in relationships because there is no way out. Do you know how many married couples don't get divorced because it's too expensive to get divorced? They stay together because it's impossible to have two homes on that budget. So people just stay together miserable because you go, yeah, but we can't afford to break up. We can't afford two two houses, two electric bills, two whatever. Like it's really, I, I think finances make it sometimes very hard to, because I'm sure that's what you were dealing with. You're like, wait, I live with my boyfriend. He pays the bills. If we break up, I'm like going home to mom. I mean, I literally didn't have an identity without this person. So I was mm-hmm. like, you, you just need to give me like a terrible story and I'll believe it because I got truly nowhere to go. I had no, I had like ditched all my friends for him. I didn't have a job. I just followed him around the world. I was literally like, you got to stay with me. Right. So I guess we need to do a whole episode because that was, that's what I was sort of saying on my stories yesterday is like before Tommy, I had never been in a relationship that I felt safe in ever. I had never been in a relationship where I didn't feel like I was walking on eggshells, where I didn't feel like I had to embody characteristics that were not true to myself or authentic to myself. I just was very unsettled in every relationship I was in. I mean, hello, the person I was with from 16 to 21, I found, he was an AA and I, I've told this story before. I found a, 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 a like a kitchen pad notebook thing where it said, it was a list 
all the girls I have cheated on Sarah with. That's like something you have to do in AA. Like you're amends and you have Mm -hmm. to like, you know, do a lot of journaling. The title of the paper, girls I have cheated on Sarah with. Now I was with this person for like four years. Yeah, it's hard to explain that Like we for sure had like a life together. Like it's just so, but you know what though? I have nothing but like, it's really weird because I mean, so much time has passed but all the guys that cheated on me, all the guys that treated me like shit, all the girls who I knew who fucked the guy I was with, knowing we were together, knowing me, I thought we were friends, whatever it is, I don't have ill will towards not one of them. I do. I know you do. That is a difference. I genuinely have, I would. Well, in all fairness, like you didn't have as many bad experiences as I did. No, but every And it went single, on for so long. Your bad experiences ended fair. when you were 24 years old. Mine went until I was 35. 26. I was still dealing with one of them until I was like 26. That's nothing. No, but for people listening to this, it is something. No, I was just justifying me not being in that same place because I, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. It is what it is. But I do wish that I had not had so many bad experiences with such terrible guys because I'm like still rewiring (sighs) Okay, but here's the other thing, guys. Here's the other thing. I don't like this idea for myself. I'm not speaking to you. I'm not speaking to audience. I'm speaking for myself. I don't like this narrative that I've sort of been like, guys are assholes. All my exes were assholes. They were da-da-da-da. I've really, at this point in my life, realized that I had a part in it. You know? Like, for sure. I had, no, but for so long, it was. it's just so easy to be like, he's a fucking asshole, and he's a this, and he's a that, and I he didn't deserve me. And okay, fine. Maybe all of those things were true. But I have looked back at all my relationships in my early 20s, really like coming to terms with the fact that it takes two to tango and all of my childhood traumas and all of my childhood shit and all of my insecurities, and all of those things played a part in why these guys were not committing to me the way I deserve to be committed to. Yeah. And by the way, you may not have even wanted them to because, you know, it's just there's not nothing, always so black and there's white. There's nothing you know? that'll make you realize how fucked up you are like dating a healthy person. When you are dating well, an I don't asshole, think I, yeah, no one I date. When you're dating healthy. an asshole who's cheating on you and lying and giving then you the you don't run have around, to look at yourself. You don't have to look at yourself. No. Everything is their fault. It's so, exactly. Everything is their fault. That's why the relationship doesn't work. That's why you're fighting all the time. That's why you're an emotional wreck. That's why you don't trust them. All of it is their fault. Yeah. Then you date someone normal, someone who's high functioning, Mm -hmm. and then you have to see how fucked up you actually are. And a lot of us are addicted to that chaos. Totally. I mean, I don't know if I've told this before, but I remember a boyfriend that I had for four years who really fucked me up for a long time, who I was just like, I mean, the things I put up with was just atrocious. Don't you look back now going, oh my God, how did I not dump him yes. in the most epic way yes. ever. Yes. But I, I remember for oh. however long, three years, I was just, all I wanted was to feel that he was like fully focused on me, that I was the only one in his life, that he wasn't, you know, <sighs> cheating on me, lying to me, had something else on the side. Cause every time I ever looked, there was always something that I could find. And it's all I wanted. I thought this is my husband. This is my person. And then there was this like really brief window for a short period of time, like two months, maybe even a month where he just was like on the straight and narrow and he was fully focused on me. And I swear to God, you weren't interested. I lost my attraction to him. I know. I literally remember sitting in a car with him coming home from a wedding, looking over at him. He was like, what should we do tomorrow? Like making plans for the rest of the weekend, fully focused on me, just felt trustworthy. And I literally thought, 
oh my God, I think I might be the most fucked up person to ever walk the planet mm-hmm. because I think I don't like him anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought I was like, I was like, do I want to kill myself right now? If my whole life is going to be like this, I am so fucked because I only like him when he's torturing me. It was I a really scary this thought. This is relatable. I mean, it's the same reason feeling. why I only picked guys who were like unattainable. Mm-hmm. I only picked guys who could have whoever they wanted because if they wanted me, then it meant that I was special. Yeah. I mean, this is not like we're not reinventing the wheel here with this concept. I think a lot I actually of women. Think I am reinventing the wheel with mine. No, but I. <laughs> yeah, Monte. Well, she just holding. She got her milk. Yeah. I um. Anyway, I just, some of these stories are very funny. They're very short. No, they're really funny. But I just want to say to you guys listening, really any age, you just don't have to stay in something that makes you feel like this. No. You just, you just don't. No. Everyone, like, you're never there. What, are, you, what you want that way. There are a lot of great guys out there. Like this whole talk of like, guys are fucking assholes. Guys, yeah, there are a lot of douchey guys. There are a lot of assholes. There's also a lot of douchey girls and a lot of mm-hmm. asshole girls. But there's also a lot of great guys out there. There are totally there. good guys out there. There really are. And but it's up to us to make the choice. There are signs yeah. very early on in the relationship that you know, looking back, you go, oh, that was a sign and that was a sign. And in the moment, you kind of know their signs. You just think like, oh, he's kind of a player, which is hot. Or like, okay, so he's like addicted a couple girls over. Like, I like that. That makes it cool, but he's not going to treat me that way. You know that what's happening. And, and I'm telling you, like a guy that is healthy and on the straight and narrow he is where he says he is. He, his stories always match up. I didn't realize how, how normal it is in a relationship that like, I've never been in a single situation since I met Simon where I'm like, what do you mean? You said you were going to the gym, but you just got, do you think a a privacy screen is a red flag? No, Simon has one. Oh, red flag. I mean, that's kind of a red flag. I mean, I don't know. I'd be worried. (laughs) <laughs> okay but Wait, i also I think something else oh but this, no but he leaves his phone around he doesn't like you know how i think yeah that, i know his password you know there are certain right you know his password okay there you go you know there are certain people who like do not leave their phone around you it's never just sitting on the kitchen counter mm-hmm. or if it's out it's flipped over red flag mm-hmm. red flag no, do agree. you think it's a red flag when all of a sudden a guy starts like working out what I don't know. Somebody wrote me that. They were like, I don't, what do you think? My boyfriend of like three years has never cared about working out. And all of a sudden now he's like lifting weights like a maniac. I do think that's a bit of a red sign, a red flag. I know. But like, are we so jaded that we're not just like, oh, he's well, like here's what getting I healthy and getting You into- know the person you're in a relationship with. So there are people who like, Simon did like a, that weight loss challenge last year. And all of a sudden he like, you know, lost 20 pounds. I wasn't like, are you cheating? Like, you know your partner. Yeah, but you know that's... your partner and you know if it's very out of context. But other one other thing I want to say to younger girl whatever, any girl, is that I remember the feeling when I was younger and I liked someone and he would text me late, right? He would text me always late. Ten o'clock. What's up? I'm just finishing a dinner. Where are you? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And right. I remember mm-hmm. thinking this isn't a good sign, but I'm so scared to not respond because then he'll hang out with somebody else. Ugh. I want to be available in case he goes and hangs out with someone else. Yep. And I look back at that and I'm Ugh. like, how did you not see that you were continuing to perpetuate the cycle that you were trying to get out of? Yeah, well, Every time you say yes to it, he's like, oh, I can text her at 10 o'clock at night and hang out there anytime I want. There are certain people though that I think, because I there were other guys that would write you late at night and you'd be like, don't fucking write me late at night. I think this particular person, like- there are just certain, there are just some people, because I've been in that situation too, that are just like, 
you know, I was, I was dangling in a situation for like so much longer than I should have because, you know, you just, chemistry is chemistry and it's like not. Yeah. But okay. But that's a good point. Cause sometimes chemistry is just toxic, fucking bad energy between two people. That is true. Sometimes we Don't really. Don't call it chemistry when it's all on their terms. We misdiagnose chemistry. It's yes. so true. You think it's chemistry, but it's all on their terms. That's not chemistry. I don't know what it's called, but it's not healthy. When something's all on their terms, it is not. Oh my God, that's very prolific, Erin. When something is all on their terms, that's not chemistry. Yes. Mm. Put it on a t-shirt. Chemistry. Make a meme. Make a gif. It's pretty good. Thank you. I got to say. Thank you. I'm just going over a lot of things. A lot of your chemistry? Um. Yeah. But, oh, I had a, I had a thought. Well, there's some funny moments here that people have written. Oh, okay. Written. Someone wrote me, uh, uh, which is in line with his saying, that um, she's in a serious relationship with her boyfriend, but that every time they're around, like, pretty girls or whatever, he introduces her as his friend. Well, that's insane. So, okay. Like, guys, ladies, ladies and gents, that's that crazy. right there, I need you, if you are listening to this episode, because I deleted your DM, if you are listening to this episode, break up with him. It's time to break up. You got to break up. Oh, you, you got a girl break up. wrote us. Nope. You got to break up. A girl up. wrote us. That but we, hold on. How should oh. she do it? What should she say? Well, I don't know. Say, fuck you. I'm leaving. I'm oh, done. Fuck you is not. I actually think that when you're a lady, when you're a like, lady? no, when you're like, fuck you, you asshole, you fucking whoa, asshole. Whoa, whoa. I think I'm you're going to regret screaming that into this podcast. Oh, sorry. So okay. Try to, to like, whatever. But when you're like that, I don't think you actually penetrate. I, can you say penetrate? Sounded pretty sexual yeah, when you said I it. I don't think you're getting the reaction that you want to get. Mm-hmm. I think the guy's just like, what a crazy bitch. Because right. that's what guys do. But when you are calm and you're nice, mm-hmm. you're not a bitch, mm-hmm. you're not angry, you're whatever. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm helping you be manipulative here. Like oh. this isn't me being like, I'm okay, helping but, you be manipulative. But, but my therapist says that... Um, because I recently was like, I need to be more manipulative. And he was like, I don't like that word. I think that you should word, use the word effective. Okay, effective. Um, no, but I can just see already girls being like, why are you contributing to that narrative that if we're angry or loud, we're bitches or whatever? I'm just saying like, be a little manipulative here. Listen, be a whenever effective. you seem out of control, someone's going just to think that you, you know, they're going to take you seriously. By the way, when a guy's out of control, you seem unhinged. Like the, the way to do it is to be calm, Mm -hmm. centered, very clear about your intentions, clear about what you're saying and not emotional. Like Mm -hmm. that truly, if you can manage to do that in the breaking up process, the guy or the girl is going to be like, oh my God, she was so like mature. Here's the problem. Here's a problem in a situation like that. It's kind of like my situation where I was wanting him to talk me out of it. It's like, you're wanting them to say, okay, I'll change my behavior and I'll make this work. And that's dangerous because you have to be willing to walk away. You really have to be willing to walk away. Like what they've done up until this point should be bad enough that you're ready to walk away. You shouldn't be looking to give them like a fifth chance. Right? No. Look, it's so easier said than done. When you're in it, nothing anyone says matters because you're yeah. just in it and you can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. But please take it from us. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Just And by the way, once you've set this tone, once you've set the tone that you're allowed to be like walked all over, once you've set the tone that you're fine with your boyfriend calling you his friend when pretty girls are around, I, 
it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. Okay, because you're giving, you've already you're giving this one a lot of time. We have no a lot boundaries. of different ones. Okay, well. Okay, we're here to talk about Osea. I will say that Osea is... It's, it's the, like a perfect company, It's honestly. like the skincare of choice right now. It's like a lot of people... Well, they've been around for over 25 years. Yeah. It's all nut- nutrient-rich, superfood, endless benefit, anti-aging, moisturizing with Thick. a seaweed Ugh. hero ingredient. It's like, it's clinically proven to work. Their moisturizer is something that I bathe myself in every night. It yeah. is just like a game changer, especially with it getting colder out now. You really need like thick, all nice, rich moisturizers and it's the best, creamiest stuff ever. The anti-aging, it's such a good um, layer. The anti-aging hand cream I love. No, but I mean the one for the face. It's a really good uh, layer before your makeup. Oh, advanced protection cream. Advanced protection cream. That is my jam. It's so the good. Protection cream is my is my favorite. Product. It's just great stuff. But they you also can't have go amazing wrong. body butters. They have the the Andaria body butter. Just, you can't go wrong. Buy it all, guys. Just yeah. buy it all. Invest. Here's the thing: good skincare can change your face. It can change your skin. Um, invest in it. So and like Sarah also, says, your face is very important. So get 10% off your first order site-wide with promo code FIRST at oseamalibu.com. You will get free samples with every order and orders over $50. Get free shipping. You're going to want everything. Go to oseamalibu.com, promo code FIRST. And that is spelled O-S-E-A, malibu.com, promo code FIRST. Okay, Green Pan, another company I feel very happy to talk to you Me about too. because it isn't forced. Mm-hmm. We use Green Pan, cooked all weekend, made a spaghetti bolognese in my Green Pan. It's so nice knowing that when you are cooking, none of the toxins, none of the you know chemicals that are the off gases of some of our cookware mm-hmm. is seeping into the food that I'm feeding my children. Right. It's just so now the, visually- The founders of Green Pan have discovered that traditional nonstick pans are made from plastic coatings that can turn toxic with heat. That is why they created a new alternative without forever chemicals. And they're, they're called forever chemicals because they never leave your body. That is why. So they've, they, they're actually the people who introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware. And they have 150 patents to prove it. I feel like people are probably listening. They're like, oh, please. I don't, I don't got, think people t- You got to take this seriously. Like these are things that Do you, you actually. Do you want to cook plastic into your kid's food? I don't think so. I don't think so. So no. green pan is the way to save your children. Yeah. Like I like I said, I sound like a broken record, but we really yes, look for specific companies to talk to you guys about that can help you start adjusting your lifestyle and, you and know, also they're very leaning cleaner. And they're also really pretty. They're very so pretty. So remember healthy cooking is about more than just the food that you make. It is the products that you cook into. And so right now, Green Pan has an exclusive offer for just our podcast listeners. If you go to greenpan.us and use the promo code FOSTER, you're going to get 30% off your entire order, plus free shipping on orders over $99. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, that is 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and use the promo code FOSTER. Okay, here's a really funny one. Um... He told me that he didn't do sleepovers after sex. And so I had to walk home at 2 a.m. during a blizzard in Vermont. I love this one. I know guys like this. I know guys like this. Yes. Who, not guys I've been with, but just who like mandate no sleepovers. It's like, Mm bro, you're so irresistible that like every, I fucking hate guys like this. Mm -hmm. I literally, I think it's so 
gross. Like, oh, you're worried she's going to get too attached. Like, get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, I hate guys like mm-hmm. this. This one's really dark. Wait, I- wait, but hold on. Oh. I think a guy that mandates no sleepovers after sex, red flag, red flag. It's like, okay, we all don't need to be like cuddled, you know, all night after a one night stand, but like, don't be an asshole. You're an asshole. I think. I think Mm -hmm. you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. That's your mandate. You're an asshole. Too aggressive? Well, I just was thinking about a couple minutes ago when you were like, okay, Aaron, but when you say things like, (laughs) fuck you, it really makes you seem crazy. And you're like, red flag, you're an (laughs) asshole. You are an asshole. Because I'm talking about somebody else. Like I would, my manipulative Uh way would be to say to him, not fuck you, you're an asshole, Uh but just like, hey, I've been thinking about it. The truth is like, I don't think we're a match. I don't really. Listen, I you understand. Seem perfectly nice. I understand not wanting someone to sleep over in your house, but then you probably shouldn't have sex with that person if you don't want them to sleep over. Or if you have sex with them, you should give them the option to sleep over. Even if you aren't enjoying the sleepover, if you're if they're having sex with you, then you should allow them to sleep right, over. Right. You're like, I'm just trying to help you for your next situation because I'm out. I tapped out. Like you're not for me, mm-hmm. but I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that for your next situation, because you'll be in one, here are a few <laughs> tips. So that you're not in this situation again where a woman is saying to you, I don't ever want to see mm-hmm. you again. Okay, you know? here's one that I'm sure is very um, relatable. Is very relatable for a lot of girls. Wait, this is a good idea. When I went to Italy with my now ex and saw him using Bumble in the reflection <gasps> of his sunglasses. This is where I feel like a lot of people, this is where dating apps are really challenging because it's like even when people get into a relationship, they're still curious about what else is out there. Well, listen, we're all fucked. We're the, like, no one goes out into the world and meets anyone anymore. Did you watch Bill Maher the other night? You're not allowed to meet anyone at work. The one place where mm. actually like would make sense to meet somebody. I mean, Bill mm-hmm. Maher did a whole thing about like, really with this new woke ass world we're living in, mm-hmm. there would be no Barack and Michelle Obama. They met at work. He was her fucking intern. Okay. Whoa. Or vice versa. I don't know. One of them was like an intern at the place like I this whole new world of like no this whole new world of like it's just illegal and you have to resign if you find yourself in a consensual relationship with someone at work I think it's fucking nuts so where are you supposed to meet people Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know either I guess Bumble Right. So, okay. So he was, well, yeah. Okay. You're on a trip with your boyfriend and he's on a dating app. Mm -hmm. By the way, though, you know what I want to say about that? Italy is really romantic But guys are so insecure. I bet you he wasn't even like looking at like, oh, who I can swipe on to go on a date with. He was probably just trying to see who's swiping on him. Because guys have well, that's fragile, what most dating apps is. guys have fragile little egos. So I'm not saying way, like not let them off the hook. In general, you've never been on dating apps, but I remember when I was on dating apps. Right, you care more like, about who's swiping on you than anyone. No, it's you're like even a lot of people would share this experience with me that I had, which is like you'd swipe on someone and you'd see someone and you'd be like, okay, I'll swipe yes. And you want to see if they like you. And then they swipe yes too. And it's like, you're a match. Send them a message. I was like, oh, I don't want to send them a right, message. So I, just want to, I just want to know if they like me or right. not. Right. I just want to know that I'm good enough. I just want to know that I'm worthy enough. And so I think that's a whole other thing. I think half the people on dating apps like aren't even actually interested in having a boyfriend or girlfriend. It's more just like well, about- you, you've never been on one. Yeah, so, so you actually don't know. Okay, yeah. fine. This is funny. Um, uh, a guy took me on a trip- and sent me a Venmo, Venmo request for half of it after. After mm, well, We know how I feel about this. We know how Aaron feels about it. I think it's got to be, there's nothing wrong with a, a couple who are not married, who are whatever, to split a trip. But that has to be discussed first. If you mm-hmm. are a man and you're saying to a woman, 
I want to take you away. I want to take you on a trip. And then you send a Venmo request. Mm-hmm. You have, who is your mother? Like, I think it's I, tacky. who raised you? Here's the you? thing. There it's are ways, very tacky, there but, are, oh, can I finish? You're really, like, really on a hot one today. Do you but, have like, two coffees? But I think there's no shame in, because life is expensive as hell now, and saying, like, let's plan a trip. Like, how do you guys, how do you feel about splitting it? Like, that is fine. Like, I also don't think this, like, male toxicity, male ma- toxic masculinity where you, where it's like, we li- we're, we're different times now. We're asking for like equal opportunity. Like we should pay too. I don't think a man should stress about. I personally don't like to pay, but, um, I know but what don't. I used to do in relationships is that sometimes I would be like, okay, I'll buy the flights and yeah. then you'll buy the hotel. like the hotel and the yeah. dinners. Cause sometimes it's like a guy likes to be in a position where like he's paying for the dinner, like the things where you actually are experiencing the paying for, but then I would pay for the things that like are not that romantic. Yeah. I just think it's a lot of pressure to assume in today's world when everything is so expensive, rent is expensive, cars are expensive, that just every guy has enough money to also then pay a hundred percent of a trip. No, I understand that's unrealistic. So, but I think the way he did it is no, really that is unrealistic, but brutal. yeah, sending a Venmo request is not the right way to do it. But yes, you can definitely split trips with a boyfriend. Oh my God. A guy I had been seeing for months introduced me as a girl who sleeps over sometimes. No. <laughs> like, are, who is your mother? Like, how have we not raised, we need to raise by the way, our, by the way, I knew a girl who I, I knew that she had been like an on again, off again thing with this <sighs> guy. And then I had been told he'd been like dicking her around. And then I had been told that they were fully, where they were fully on. Like he's finally like committed to her and she's so happy about it. So I'm out to dinner and Simon sees the guy cause they like know each other. And he's like, Hey, what's up? And he introduces me and I go, Oh yeah. Hey, I'm friends with your girl. And he was like, what girl? And I was like, said the girl's name. And he goes, Pfft. That's not my girl. That's like, she's my, like a friend. And I was like, oh, oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Then I went and had to tell her that he had referred to her that way. And like the relationship never recovered from it. By the way, by the way. I was like, what a fucking dick. There's a lot of dudes that listen to this podcast. Just so you know, that you're getting the reverse reaction, that you, the opposite reaction that you want. You're looking for a reaction of like, oh shit, he's single. Like he's dope. Like maybe I have someone else for him. When really the reaction you're getting is you're an asshole. Yeah. Like so I would never date, I would never set a single never. girl up with this guy for the rest of his life. Right. Because of him being so disrespectful. Yeah, the way how he handled it. To the exactly. woman you knew he was um By the way, all you dating. have to say is like, oh yeah, she's a great girl. She's a really great girl. Okay. So here's a question. It's not on here. Oh. If you're sleeping together for months, are you dating? Yeah, I think dating is very different than having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I think if you're going on dates with someone like multiple dates and you are hooking up or sleeping together, you could say like, we're kind of seeing each other. We're kind of dating. Okay. But what if you don't leave the house? What if you're sleeping together and ordering takeout? Then I guess that's, we're hooking up. So like, what are the labels? What are the, cause I, it's I'm just, out it's of this too, game. I know, but it's too, you can't, it's, there's not like a I know, real but rule some set women for it. feel like if we're sleeping together, we are like there's so many different situations for that there's some women that are really comfortable having a relationship with a guy where you just text each other when you want to hook up and you hook up and you talk about dating other people and that's definitely not someone you're dating or seeing that's someone you're hooking up with but you know you know what it is i have a girlfriend who is like literally like just sleeping with a guy and she does not want to go to dinner with him 
And I'm like, yes, girl, yes. Like she's doing what men have done to us for centuries. Mm -hmm. And he kind of like wants more. And she's not being a bitch. She's not being like, she's just like, she's clear. She's like, I do not want this to go further. I Mm -hmm. do not want to sit at Giorgio's with you. Mm -hmm. I am a busy woman. I need sex. Like you're not a, like, I really, I like you. I like spending time with you, but like you should for sure date, date. Like I don't want to be in a relationship. And I'm like. Like, no, that totally happens. No, of course it happens. Like, it totally happens. And I, but it's weird because, like, for her, I'm like, I love you. Like, you're such a boss. But then when I hear that, like, a guy is doing that to a girl, I'm like, you fucking asshole. But listen, I think you have to be careful um, making it feel so cool to you that she's doing that because I know. as women, we think that our ideal situation is not giving a shit and being able to have sex without attachment. That isn't the goal. Oh, the goal God, is to no. have a meaningful relationship. And no, so I my think, trauma speaking, my, yeah, my, my as like, women, we like yeah. not to bring it back to Emrata fetishize this idea that we're like the dude in the relationship that we can just like have sex and like, we don't care. Wait, and what does they that have want to do more. with Emrata? Because she was saying fetishizing like, sort of like women's pain Wait, i think what? that she, when did she say the, that the the allison knows what i'm talking about yeah. um the point is, is that as women we fetishize being the guy in the relationship having sex and not caring and that isn't really the goal i don't think that we should think it's so cool to no. be that person in the situation no what's cool are two people like feeling the same way in a situation exactly that's what actually we should strive for and mm-hmm. that is actually the goal that was just the part of me speaking that always like wanted to be that girl wanted to be that girl. i wanted to be that girl too but now when i look back at right, it but I'm i like, don't want my daughters to be that girl yeah i want my daughter to only be sleeping with somebody who she wants to sleep over yeah. and who she I know you know cares about like that's what i want for my daughter daughters no. oh my only, god only one of them dated me while living on his ex's couch. Well, listen, I think you can't shame people's living circumstances. Like not everybody can afford a place. Like people sometimes, I don't know. Like that's, that's not enough information. My, my boyfriend was dating me while he was living on his ex's couch. Maybe him and his ex have a a good friendship. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's like horrible. Bumped into my boyfriend and his mom after two years of dating. She had never heard of me. That's a, that's a problem. That is a problem. All I'm going to say to that, though, is men and women have sometimes complicated relationships with their mothers. True. And it's not always about you. Maybe they're protecting you. Maybe they have, they're scared of their mom. Maybe they, we don't know. It's just, they're, every situation isn't about you. It's very easy to be like, oh, well, he's ashamed of me. He's this, he's that. But we don't for sure, if you're young, we don't know how old you are, but if you're young, by it the way, all of, this about is, you. all of this is making me think about the show Tell Me Lies, which I know I you're not you're not watching it, mm-hmm. but I'm sure a lot of people what listening are watching it. What is it? And it is triggering for a lot of girls watching this. It's basically like how I'm defining it is remember that show Sex Life? Did you watch it, Sarah? No. Okay. To me, it's like a college version of the of the show Sex Life, sort of. Oh, it sounds good though. Um, you should watch it. It's great. And it's really about this like kind of toxic relationship in college and um and the guy is is so good and he feels like he so doesn't feel like an actor it's like feels very real um anyway i can't explain it to you because are you going anywhere with this story or no okay it was just made me think of the show and i'm sure a lot of people are listening that uh watch it okay, okay so i'll get back to Allison the podcast said we have to wrap up okay i want to do this one my bff's ex-boyfriend you got to follow this. Okay, my best friend's okay. ex-boyfriend. My BFF's ex-boyfriend told me he was in love with me mm. from the day 
we met. Mm. We hooked up. Mm. And while we were still hooking up, Mm -hmm. she told me Mm -hmm. that he asked her to get back together. Well, karma's a bitch, honey. Because you you shouldn't be fucking your best friend's ex-boyfriend. Guys, why do I... There is a girl code. Like, we can we just, like, it, are we living in, like, this woke world now where we don't have girl codes anymore? Like, there's a girl. Bros have, bros have fucking bro codes. They've got their codes. Listen, you know guys, how many guys, guys break, I know that guys are like, break that all oh, the time. I can't go out with her because my friend dated her 20 years ago. Like, guys have that. We have a girl code. And we shouldn't have to explain to so, you. Yeah, these people are probably really young. And this is what happens no, when you're- No, we have Aaron. We have a very diverse age group, okay? We I have, know, I'm just We saying, have got teens, we okay, got 70 year Okay, but when she wrote my BFF, I'm hoping a seven-year-old didn't write my BFF. What do you mean? Mom says B- Okay, whatever. The point is, all I have to say to you is karma, yeah. You are out of 12 today, Sarah. Oh. Really? What's your caffeine intake like? Just a cup of black in the morning. Just a one cup. One cup. Wow. Strong cup? Strong black cup. Strong, very strong cup. With a spoonful of sugar. Maybe it's because we're doing this earlier today than we usually do. We usually do the end of the day when we're kind of tired. (sighs) Yeah, I like those deep breaths you're taking. Okay. I really like those deep breaths. I don't love any of this situation. I feel bad for your BFF. She's got a shitty boyfriend and a shitty friend. So I feel bad for her. Yeah, I do too. Um, We probably just lost her as a listener. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's like, love the pod, love you guys. Here's my situation. We're like, you're a fucking cunt. Yeah, what you're doing is wrong. We're like, this is so fucked up. Car was a bitch. Yeah, she definitely just unfollowed this podcast. Um, okay, girl, don't unfollow us though. Um, like and subscribe. Um, please don't ever say that again. Oh god, there's so many good ones. We always do this. We get great questions, great things to talk about, and then it's we okay, only not going get anywhere. To a few of them. We can get to them. Okay, guys. Well, listen, I... Okay, you're eating, so we'll have to pause for this. I'm holding the microphone really far away. It doesn't matter. You can still pick it up. I don't need one more bad review about our eating. I mean, people get mad. By the way, if I take a sip of water, people write a a nasty review. Who writes nasty reviews, by the way? Who takes their time? I understand if you're, like, writing a nasty review about, like, a doctor. Like, I get it. You're helping people. Like, don't go see this doctor. He, you know, left a scar when he was removing my mole. Okay, fine. Which... Actually, that's normal. Mm-hmm. But I like, wanted to write bad reviews um, on like YouTube videos and stuff, but it makes you log in with your real name. And so I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Mm. Also, I think that, you know, we get asked to do a lot of podcasts as guests. I think we need to start doing more. We really should do that, right? We need to endear ourselves to like other podcasters or no. To the podcast community? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Allison's been telling us to do that for about a year now. I know. I think we should do that. Mm, you just She just decided to listen to you, Allison. I have so much to say, Allison. I know. Sarah, like, can't be cut off right now. Okay. Well, I do have to pee, so I guess it's a good time. Okay, great. All right. Great to you, see you. What are you doing the rest of the day? I'm going to go um, work on some writing stuff with Ollie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We need to have Ollie on the podcast. Oh, my God. Do you guys want Ollie Opes, our mutual manager? He manages both mine and Aaron's careers. He was a producer on Barely Famous. He is sober. He taught he me how to write. is wild. He is, by the way, he's a feminist. You want to talk about feminists? He is a feminist. I mean, uh-huh. this guy is, he's pretty interesting. Should we uh-huh. have him on? Uh-huh. He's dying to be on. He has, he represents a lot of people. Uh-huh. He represents Jessica Alba. 
Maybe we could get him to dish on Alba. Mm, like give us some like give us some her. celeb gossip about her. Like some of her dirty, dark secrets. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would do that. He probably would, right? Yeah. Um, also, I feel like she has nothing. All right, she's what are like, you doing the rest of the day? So we have a partnership with Milk. Ever heard of it? Milk the drink. So I'm going to go be a content creator. They're not paying us to talk about it on the podcast. Oh. Um, so I'm going to go content create. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to work on some investment stuff, some stuff for the fund. And I would like to pick up V from school because I just, guess what, guys? I never pick my kids up from school anymore. Mm, sad. Um, we have a favorite daughter photo shoot this week. So I'm going to try to squeeze in some butt workouts because mm. I'm feeling a little flabby. I'm sure we'll see them on Instagram. No, probably not. Mm. I'm not loving what I'm working with right now. Okay. And... Uh, I'm going to go, I think, to this Poosh event tomorrow, that Kourtney Kardashian event. Do you get invited to those things or no? You actually were invited. They invited me through you. I forgot to tell you. It's a very cool event. Mm, Thank you for telling me. You are invited. Thank you. And yeah. All right. Well, I will see you, unfortunately, tomorrow. Okay, great. Yeah. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by... Can you not use that voice? I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound... Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced Just by... Be, can you, do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great.